friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today's episode is going to be very different in honor of the summer solstice and the veil being very thin between our world and the fairy realm. I thought it would be fun to just channel fairies, just see what happens. Unlike the other episodes, I have nothing planned. (laughs) I'm just going to wing it and see what comes through. Here we go. All right, so I'm going to try to kind of verbalize what I'm experiencing, how I'm connecting to these beings as they come through. I feel like it's always very helpful to just understand how other people's processes are. So today will not be an exception to that. I will still be very explanatory about what I'm feeling and all that stuff. So to begin, my cats just started fighting. So already I feel like there's a nice chaos in the air, perfect Perfect environment for some fey folk to come through. (laughs) The first one that I'm seeing, it's feeling very, ah, like the sensation of bubbles popping. Its energy has a lot of blues and purples that looks a little bit neon um, and some deep green colors, but it doesn't necessarily have those colors on its physical body. It's just like it's coming through in two states. So I can see the energetic signature of it, which is the colors. And then I can see it's like more physical form. It's got a fairly large head that's kind of round. It almost looks mouse-like. It has kind of mouse ears and stuff, but it's more of like a cartoony mouse. Its body is very humanoid. It has very long, lanky limbs. Um, I would say in total, it's probably about like eight to ten inches tall so it's not too tall but it's not super tiny um it has a red hat on and it's wearing some like tattered pants that are of like a deep forest green color they have some holes in it they look a little bit rugged they kind of end at the shin so they're like a capri and then its shirt is like an off-white color it's kind of like a flowy button-up shirt, but the top buttons are unbuttoned, so it's a very... Actually, the buttons look like they're buttoned on the wrong buttons, (laughs) so it's kind of like one side is higher than the other, Um, but it's very open and airy, and then it has a little blue jacket, almost like a silk with some darker blue embroidered on it. Its energy around me feels very light, like I'm literally hearing little bells ringing, Um, anytime it talks or laughs or anything, I'm hearing those little bells. It's physically kind of hurting my ear. (laughs) It's saying his name is Jeffrey. Just as a reminder with fairies, their names and appearances are so fluid, so it will most likely continuously change. He's saying that he is a woodland fairy. Um, he kind of goes around and keeps things tidy. He helps little bugs just make sure they're doing what they need to be doing. They each have a purpose, and especially in the fairy realm, it's like this cohesive unit where everybody has a specific purpose and a specific mission and a specific job. So when one thing is kind of out of line, it just kind of screws up the whole assembly line. Granted, they're fairies and things will constantly get all chaotic. He is still a little bit sensitive to that, so he tries his best just to keep things kind of orderly somewhat. So he is more of a like bug whisperer, particularly grasshoppers and ladybugs are the ones that he works with. He's showing me that they use grasshoppers in particular to help like carry things. So similar, 
similarly to how we would have like a bunch of horses connected to a carriage that's carrying lumber or something random, it feels very similar to that. So they'll use grasshoppers to move any kind of uh, material that they need for like building or for, it feels more centered to like home stuff, whether it's building a home or like stuff for the stove, lumber. If there's a lot of food, a lot of seeds that they've collected, they'll put it in some kind of wagon and the grasshoppers will help. Ladybugs also do the same. He's saying that ladybugs are actually very strong despite their little size, Um, but they are more talented in terms of following direction or like navigating through difficult terrain for whatever reason. So they'll usually put a ladybug at the front of a line of grasshoppers. He's saying that grasshoppers tend to be a little bit, they can go rogue a bit. (laughs) So they use a ladybug to kind of help steer it. And it feels very similar to like Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer in front of the line of reindeer for Santa Claus. When it's smaller things that they're trying to carry or if they don't want to have to like be there while the bug is taking the wagon of whatever, then they'll just use ladybugs. So they'll use ladybugs to help lift little baskets of stuff and they just kind of take it to wherever they need. Ladybugs are very trustworthy, so they're a very good, helpful little being to have around. He's now showing me... so. When I first saw him, he was barefoot, but now he's showing me these two shoes that look very soft. They go up to his shin, but they're a little bit loose. They're like hugging around his ankle, but the shin and the toe part are are a bit loose. The toe part ends at an upturned point, and then the top lip where his calf is is kind of fraying. There's like a cut in both of them, which helps him put his foot in, and he's wearing two socks. (laughs) they're like a dirty white like he's been running around in some dirt he's saying that his shoes aren't very good at keeping things out so if he steps in mud or whatever it'll penetrate onto his sock (laughs) I don't feel like he usually wears shoes it's kind of weird that he's coming through very human but I think he's just enjoying finding a way to connect with us (laughs) in some way like that so he's taking his socks off to show me his foot He does not have toes. He has a very pointy, bony heel, and then his foot is very thin and then opens out at this big, round, flat part, and he's got, like, one toe thing. (laughs) There's, like, this thin, long flap that almost looks like a... Like those long balloons that you would make balloon animals out of, but if you were to just, like, put it on your foot and it's just kind of a flap in there. Its purpose is some kind of, like energetic aerodynamic (laughs) instrument it reads the energies around him somehow to help him move most efficiently through them he's now showing me putting his feet in water and when he does that the round part that round flat part of his foot shrinks and his entire foot then becomes like very thin and bony The round part would be a type of swelling, I guess, that occurs when he overheats or his system is releasing a lot of energy. To combat this, he will use water to essentially reset his system or help it detox. All of this information I'm seeing is very visual. Um, So I'm physically seeing all of this stuff. And then as like as he showed me his foot shrink after putting it in water, I had this like inner knowing kind of hit where I understood that it was because it's removing toxins. 
kind of like telepathy, but I'm not hearing his voice at all. It's just a concept that I'm understanding. All right. In asking what his purpose is coming in to visit, he says that he wants to just pop in to say hello because he wants a hand in leading somebody to the fairy realm. He is very friendly with humans. I feel like he is one that is a bit more trustworthy. He's not as chaotic or mischievous as they can be, you know? So he gets very excited in like being one of the first fairies that people encounter. He is a little bit clumsy. So if his energy were to be around a human, it's possible that they may start like tripping over themselves a little bit or dropping stuff and whatever. That's fine. That's normal. It'll be very minimal. He has now changed his name to Kyle. So if you want to call on him, you can either say Jeffrey or Kyle or just envision the visual I sent to you or just think about those neon colors that are associated with his energy field. I've said this before, but when it comes to calling upon energy, you don't need a specific name. It's more focused on the essence. So this whole story about him and his persona and stuff is all you would have to really focus on. He is saying that he doesn't just come in for anybody, so it will take some work on your part if you were interested in kind of exploring the fairy realm through him. Um, he particularly likes milk and cheeses, most of all, and nuts. So if you leave milk, cheese, or nuts out for him, you would just put it out there like on a countertop or something with the intention of it being for him. Leave it out there for a little while. If it starts to get moldy, then that's a sign that he is not coming. But that doesn't mean to stop. Um, that just means that he may need a little bit more time to feel comfortable with you. So if you write him little letters or draw him pictures or dance in his honor, sing a song, whatever it is, he likes to be an honored muse. So that's a good way to build trust with him so that he feels special and wants to come connect. Like I said, if you hear a lot of giggles, a lot of bells, and just get a little bit clumsy, that's a good sign that his energy's around and then you can just ask him to take you by the hand and explore the fairy realm. It won't be a very physical, tangible exploration. It'll be more mental, so just allow your imagination to kind of run wild. I would say go outside, go on a walk or something, and then just be open to kind of exploring. If a certain rock is drawing your attention, go over to the rock and just Think of all the possibilities as to why it's there. It could be a sign from him. Perhaps there's like invisible writing on it. Or it could be a special memento from their realm that he's hidden amongst normal earthly looking things. You know, just allow your imagination to run free. They connect to our inner child most of all. So the more that you can just play and pretend, the deeper the connection will be and the more tangible it will be for you. All right. Thank you so much, friend. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Let's see who else wants to come in. Okay. Another one came in fairly immediately. Her energy is very mm, fuchsia. I'm seeing fuchsia, indigos, purples, a little bit of like sky blue. Um, she does have wings. So she looks more like the traditional image. She has these beautiful butterfly wings. Um, not necessarily butterfly wings because butterflies tend to only have like four in total. It looks like she has about six. So there's three wings on each side. They end at a little point. They are very vibrant, very bright. They're a bright fuchsia and then there are these little dots on it that are more of an indigo color. And then there are these thin lines running down um, from the back to 
the outside of the wing. You know, it's like little lines that are bursting from from the middle of her back that are a like light sky blue color. So there's a structure where her back turns into the wings. And at that structure, it's almost like a white to a light blue. And then it goes into that really vibrant sky blue. Um, And then the wings are fuchsia. Like it's like a color gradient almost. Her skin is a light pink color, but it's giving off this very bright fuchsia light. She is wearing a little dress, very similar to Tinkerbell's, but it looks a little bit more like a potato sack kind of material. That's a little bit of a darker pink than her skin is. It's a lot more saturated and a little bit deeper. And then she has a little belt around her waist that's cinching in her dress. That is a indigo color. And then she has... Her hair is this like deep purple slash light blue color. It looks deep purple, but in the sun, it will have this little shimmer of blue. She has very long fingers. Her knuckles look a little bit more like knobbier than ours do, but her fingers are very thin. And then she has very long pointed nails. She is coming to me. I can't tell if she's wearing shoes or not. Her feet kind of end at a point but it looks like skin. Yeah, she's saying she's not wearing shoes, so I don't think she has toes. It just kind of ends at a little point. Since she is an air fairy, she doesn't really need to walk or she doesn't need, like, earth feet like we do. When she, if she were to come down to the ground, her wings will still be kind of, like, propelling her. She's still kind of floating on the surface, so she's not, she doesn't need feet. Her feet are very, like, soft skin. Her body, she's saying, doesn't actually have bones in it at all. The appearance that she's showing me kind of resembles some, like, for example, the knuckles and just, I mean, having limbs and everything and elbows and knees, you know, those would all be joints. But those are all just kind of an illusion just for us all to find a way to connect with her, you know, or to make her feel a little bit more familiar because her natural state will look a little bit more abstract and she wants to fit our like beauty standards because she feels she is very beautiful which she is (laughs) and she wants us to appreciate her beauty too as human in human standards so she is adding in some human elements so that we can appreciate it more (laughs) i'm not sure if i said her name already her name is elora e-l-o-r-a or ely for short So with her, the way that I'm connecting with her is more, hmm, it's kind of in my mind's eye, but also it's like a mix between my mind's eye and this inner knowing. So I can see her color, but I'm not seeing it in my mind's eye like I would normally. It almost feels like I'm seeing it from my heart. So it feels more like internal rather than like an external understanding. Her energy makes me want to move. I'm like naturally swaying as I speak. Dance is such a underrated tool to connect with energy, I feel like. (laughs) By moving with the energy, you are able to kind of embody it and understand it from a much more personal level than I feel like you would otherwise. And I feel like it allows your mind to just kind of surrender to the energy rather than you have walls and are trying to make sense of it. You know, you're just kind of allowing it in and just experiencing it and gaining an understanding through that shared experience. 
So her energy, it, it feels really good. It feels very healing. She's saying that a big part of who she is is just helping like stagnant energy to move. So it's natural that she's saying it's natural that her energy would make me want to move because that's a way that I have learned to discard excess energy. I feel like with other people, it may make them want to just kind of meditate or do something else, but it feels very active regardless. So it wouldn't be like a subconscious removal of energy it feels like some kind of awareness is there and you know that you have to do something to kind of help it release if that makes sense she's saying that she's been around for a little while she's about 70 uh, she's changing it on me i heard 75 years old then it moved to like 120 to 85 all in like a second so i'm not sure how old she is but she has been here for for a good amount of time she comes from a large family. Um, she has about four siblings, three sisters, and one brother. The brother is um, a little bit different from them. I feel like all of the girls in the family are very similar. They all look very similar. They have like similar energetic structure, and they have similar like colors associated and stuff. But her brother has cobalt blue short hair with bright green pants and like a white shirt. He's also barefoot. They are fairies, so their gender is very fluid. So though he is expressing himself as a brother, he has a little bit more masculine energy that he wants to kind of embrace and express himself as. He still is very much feminine, so he's very much more androgynous. Whereas the girls are very much like in their feminine energy. She's saying that her sisters and her like to, um, I guess, change up their looks a lot. Like, they like to play with different personalities and different appearances and, like, change their hair up. That just kind of expresses how much naturally they all just enjoy the process of transformation and, like, reintegration, which is why that's a big part of how she connects with us, you know, by allowing us to kind of transform the energy within us. Her brother, on the other hand, is much more like an earth fairy. He is, she's showing me like running. He loves to run. He is still partially an air fairy. So he likes to run really fast and feel like the wind around him. But he's a lot more grounded than any of them where he actually has like feet and he actually like actively walks. So his structure and everything is a little bit different to honor that aspect of him he doesn't have wings he just looks like a like a person almost a fairy person his specialty has to do with quick transformations so allowing energy to quickly just flow out of the body or flow in depending on whatever is necessary it's a quick release of everything of perspective and everything and an opening to a new way of being um, so anytime that he runs it's almost like his energy expands and the area, he doesn't have cells because he's not a physical being, but just to give a mental image, it would be like if we ran and the area between our cells opened up to allow the breeze to come through and dust everything off. That's kind of what happens with him where when he runs the energy, his energy expands and allows air to flow through and remove anything that is not of service. His name is Mikael. Mikael. Yes. That's his name. So if you wanted to, I guess if you're having a hard time 
transitioning through something, you can call upon him and he will help you with that. He does require gifts. He wants something in return. (laughs) So he likes more berries or water. So if you have like a little waterfall that you want to dedicate to him or just kind of put some berries out for him, he will also appreciate any kind of um, art or movement or whatever that's also created in his honor. His name is spelled M-I-K-A-E-L. If you were to draw a picture for him or dance for him or whatever, he would like his name either written down or stated aloud. Um, He likes his name very much. It's a big honor for him. That is the name that he has chosen that just makes him feel good. So he wants it to be utilized anytime somebody's trying to connect with him. He doesn't want us to expect his help. It's almost like... He wants to be honored and respected for who he is and for what he has to offer because he's a really powerful, beautiful, magical little guy. So if, I'm sorry, little man, he did not like that I called him that. So he wants us to understand basically or not take lightly that if he does show up in our lives, we need to honor it and understand how much of a reward and a gift that is. He wants to be highly respected because he deserves it. Going back to Alora, she's very playful and is more prone to kind of popping in when we're in a very playful, creative state of mind. Um, She would love to be called in anytime you are looking for like something to spark your creativity or just need help gaining inspiration or motivation for something. She loves, loves, loves that state of mind and loves being amused for it as well. (laughs) So if you need help with any of that, she is happy to be there. Her energy is very airy and light, so she may be difficult to feel. So if you're able to stay in that very, like, focused, playful state of mind where you're just allowing your imagination to kind of run free, you know, she will be most easily accessible. She'll be there regardless, but she'll just be easier to feel. She doesn't feel very shy, so I feel like basically if you call upon her, she will essentially show up. Unless the fairy realm is very new to you, then she may just kind of keep tabs on you for a little bit just to make sure she can trust you and that the energy is a good, good match, you know? All right, and then the last being that wants to come through feels like some kind of gentle giant. He's very large, I would say about nine feet tall. He's very wide. He almost looks like, is it Ren and Stimpy? I think it's that show. Where one of them's really like long and lanky and the other one's a little bit more of like a round thing. He looks like that round one. He has a crooked like little tail at the very back of his bottom. His legs are literally probably only like two feet tall. They're very small in comparison to his body. He is all torso. He doesn't have a neck or anything. His like head is just connected to the round shape of his body. He does have arms. His arms have the capability of growing a bit, so they can get a little bit longer. They're kind of uh, long and skinny. It almost reminds me of like a tree trunk with branches at the end as fingers. And that's how his tail almost looks too. It almost looks like a twig. It like kind of sticks out very stiffly. His feet have, hmm, he's showing them to me right now and they kind of look like a cat's foot, but the foot of a hairless cat. So there's indentations in the toes, but it's like a smooth top surface. He has no toenails. Same with his hands. His fingers just kind of end at a point. 
the texture of his body feels I feel like in general he feels like a hairless cat. <laughs> Just to tie this back, um, the way that I am feeling that is almost more of this like internal sensation. So my body can physically understand what his skin feels like, even though I'm not actually touching it. He has two big round eyes and then one little one in his forehead, kind of where our third eye would be, but a bit further down. So it's closer to the other two. He has a tiny little nose. He doesn't have nostrils. His nose is a little bit, a little bit floppy since there's no bone or cartilage in it. It's malleable or bouncy. He does have a mouth. Um, it looks a little bit small. He has lips, but they're very small. They're not very uh, large lips. And he's able to open his mouth really wide. His body in general is probably about five feet wide. So he's, he's very wide. And his mouth is able to almost go to either side. So probably it can get to about four feet wide and then it'll come back in. He doesn't have teeth or anything. It's almost like gums that are in the shape of teeth. He likes the shape of teeth and the appearance of it, so that's why <laughs> he's showing them. It's interesting because once he opens his mouth and I'm trying to like understand how his mouth is structured, it just looks like energy. There's not really any like physical looking structures from that point forward. So it's almost like everything internal is just moving energy, almost similar to what like smoke would look like, you know, how it's just kind of fluid and smoky whereas his external looks a bit more physical and tangible. His name is Boombe, B-O-O-M-B-E. He is a very quiet, intellectual thinker, philosopher, man. <laughs> he likes quiet a lot, so he'll be the type of being that will just kind of sit outside and ponder for a long time. He likes poetry. He likes talking in riddles and making rhymes and stuff. He is one that will leave signs and stuff like in the leaves and in the dirt so if the leaves are just on the floor and look like they're in a specific pattern or they just kind of call your attention or something he would be the type of being that is trying to leave you a message in that which is a very abstract way of trying to understand something but um, he almost likes creating his own languages and kind of throwing us off a little bit by showing us messages in such a fashion He's saying that he is a friend of all. He really enjoys the company of other beings, and he really enjoys just observing. He's very much of an observer. Um, so he likes just understanding how different beings operate, what their needs are, why their energy is a certain way, what the purpose of that is, all that stuff. He really likes to ponder and, and understand life's greatest questions. <laughs> What he's saying now, it reminds me of Forrest Gump a little bit, but what he's saying is life is like a stick in honey. Hmm, that's interesting. I will ponder on what that means. Sometimes weird phrases like that from fairies ignite this like internal fire, which tells me that there is a download it is releasing. And I am feeling that fire right now. <laughs> so I will most definitely carry that phrase with me today. Hopefully it opens something in you too. <laughs> if you were to connect with him or call upon him or even just now, like hearing me talk about him and trying to kind of feel his energy out, he's one that will try to knock you off of your path a little bit, not in a bad way, but more of an explorative way. So instead of giving you like clear information, like you need to take this job, this is going to get you to this place, you're going to meet this person. And then at that point, you know that you can do this, you know, instead of having like a clear path, 
He likes to throw weird messages towards us or weird occurrences that feel important but don't really make sense. For example, I don't know if this happens and this seems a bit a bit too extreme of an example, but having a bird come and steal something out of our hands or a beetle running into our face. You know, just like weird stuff that just happens that kind of shakes you up real quick and makes you think about it a little bit or just kind of question it. Those are pretty bad examples. He's shaking his head at me, but I couldn't think of any good ones. But he likes to make us think a little bit more, think outside of the box. So if you were to reach out to him to ask for some guidance or just kind of get his two cents regarding who you are and what your purpose is and stuff like that, he may say something like, your answer lies in the forest's den. You know, and then it's like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty fancy and it would just require you to kind of sit with it and it still may not make sense. But by you having a riddle like that, it allows you to think in ways that you have not yet thought or perhaps open up memories or downloads that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you didn't kind of think in those weird directions that don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? He's saying that we are destructive beings and we need to learn how to take care of the things around us because the things around us are there for us. Mm, Not in a weird sense, not like we have control over it, but rather they are there to help us. We have friends in all areas of the earth and we need to learn to accept that and understand that we are worthy of that help just as they are worthy of our energy. There is a constant energy exchange and We all have something to offer and something special to share. So he's encouraging everybody to let go of any resistance towards just kind of sharing who you are. And he's just saying, make new friends, talk to people, smile at strangers, like just try to make connections. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, then you can just reserve it for the animals and insects around you. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a special energy to share. And he just feels that it's time for us all to come together and create something beautiful with it. It would be interesting if the world were operating in such a way that the connection of that and the nourishment and flourishing of our best qualities, you know, was was a topic of priority. He would be a good one, I feel like, to automatic write with. That would be interesting. When I originally started automatic writing when I was a teenager, I would try to connect to the fairies and have them, you know, help guide me with with words. And I would always get really bizarre riddles, but they always kind of, I don't know, there's always something really interesting about it. So I feel like he would be a good one just to kind of help get you, get you thinking about stuff. Okie doke. Transformation has definitely been the theme the last year and a half or so, (laughs) so I am not surprised that the fairies that came through are ones that help with transformation. (laughs) So that's our episode for today. Enjoy your new fairy friends. Let's keep in touch. Let me know what happens. Let me know if you connect to them. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at Channel with Amber. And yeah, thank you for listening and being a part of the adventure. (laughs) Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, 
Follow me on Instagram at channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.